Welcome to Moving Through Life, the baseball podcast. This is Donald Lutz, one of your hosts. I would like to welcome you to our show. I would also like to announce my co-host, baseball expert, Frank Fister. Hey, Donald. Hello there, everyone. This is Frank Fister, second of your two hosts, professional coach, teammate, and friend. It's an honor to be here with you all. Welcome to Moving Through Life, the baseball podcast. How's it going, Don? I'm doing great. How are you? Doing great. Doing absolutely great. We're doing great. And um, we're actually going to talk on this episode about something that sometimes makes us feel like we're going to do great. And it's actually a little bit more of uh there, there's it's an interesting situation that I, i'm excited to talk with you about and the topic is superstition and um yeah where it fits so don um sometimes it can be you know with these things that we all sort of find have have experiences with i feel like it can help to get a little bit of a definition so can i can i hear what superstition means to you <laughs> now you you throw me under the bus yes Yes, I'll give sir. you my German-American Aussie explanation of what I think a superstition is. I think it's some, let's say, obviously in baseball. In baseball, the superstition is something we do in action. We repeat something maybe daily or like as part of our maybe routine because it, we think it makes us more successful or we might tie it to a successful moment. So I'll give you an example. Um, today I'll go out, I hit four homers, and then I'm thinking, because uh, we we like to overthink things. And I go, damn, what did I have for lunch today? And I go, damn, what a, you know, which way did I drive to the field today? Oh, what what sort of workout did I do? Whatever. And then you, your mind ties the successful game of four homers with something you've done that day and you can pick and choose and then you do it over and over and over again and you you just keep hoping for good results Does that sort of sums it up sum it up awesome yeah dude nailed it nice um or at least as i've heard it i i agree you know i, I have the similar, mm, similar that, won't sort of lie, idea. that won't cut it give me your no it does cut it. This, this, this is my point because no it's not a pro it's it's when it's yeah, it's doing something. It's doing an action that you kind of feel like is the reason for a successful result, which is exactly what you said. It's just different words of saying the same thing. It's where you think something is what leads to the result, but it is not actually necessarily what it is. I think what you said actually makes more sense than whatever words I would try to put together for it. We could also <laughs> use we could also use our friend internet to see what they say and then I think I'm actually going to do that. So real quick, superstition, and ir- as the internet, I asked internet, and the internet replied, superstition, an irrational belief that an object, action, or circumstance not logically related to a course of events influences <laughs> its outcome. There you go, my friend. Um, which is, is right what you were saying, you know? Yeah. Um, which but gets then into also- some subtleties that I think we're going to get to talk about. I, I the, the internet is not direct because usually we tied with positive outcomes. It, it didn't say positive and negative outcomes, just with outcomes. Right. Nice. Yeah. So I should be the internet. Yeah. 
You, yeah. you, I've actually, I've often called you the internet. So <laughs> let me ask you, new, to welcome to your new, welcome to your new nickname, King Lutz, the internet. <laughs> let me get me, let me get a small question off the bat. Give me yeah. like a little, obviously superstition. Like there's a couple talking points we might have, which be like <clears throat> around like batting practice, maybe for not bat, maybe defense, different things. But, um, Let's start with an easy one. I want to hear one from you in terms of maybe food. It's more maybe just a yes or no question. Or yeah. did you ever have any superstitions with like food based on like tied to baseball, obviously? Any kind of fried chicken before games, I was pretty much that. <laughs> Got a lot of hits from – there were a lot of hits in fried chicken for me. You know, whether <laughs> – wherever wherever I got it from, I I, I loved it and – um, that was something that I felt like if I needed a boost, I would try to find it. And if I was hot and was eating fried chicken for lunch in some way, wherever it was from a sandwich, tenders, whatever, um, I would keep doing it. It was basically an excuse to get to eat food that I really liked. that wasn't necessarily the most healthy for me, but yeah. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. How about you? I, I mean, I, yes, hundred percent. I would say. In America, in in my youth, I would say if there was a Panera bread anywhere close to the field, mm -hmm. it would be like a broccoli cheddar pregame soup. Amazing. Gets you going. Awesome. Oh, yeah. That's but a then, tough one. I'd have to save that for an off day. I needed a toilet near me after that one. Yeah, that's fine. Or there's it also... worth it. If, if we're, like, obviously in different cities... There's usually always a McDonald's around. And then my other go-to was like a mango pineapple smoothie when they're around. They would, they, they would get the juices flowing. And then, nice. uh, but same thing. It was just a thing to, to have an excuse to, to consume something you shouldn't on a daily basis. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah Where, pretty much. I mean, which is like, it's interesting, right? It's like a, it's a dopamine thing. It's like a feel-good thing. And then you connect something that felt good with another thing that feels good, which is, you know, getting a knock and hearing the crowd cheer and seeing a number increase in your average or whatever your stats and getting high fives. Like that's all, you know, we're getting, we're getting the positive feedback, you know, like it, it's part of it. So it makes sense. It's just cool to be, it's important to be aware of what's happening. And then also I feel like to, I don't know, sometimes like these definitions, you know, like it can, it can almost, at least as I read it, give almost a, a feel like superstitions aren't good quote unquote which might be my bias but like i've heard people talk about them as being negative as they're not you know tied to reality you know even the words from the internet definition not not your you as the internet the internet in my phone um of saying irrational belief not logically related you know those sorts of things to me have a little bit of a negative connotation which I do think there can actually be value in superstitious activity. If you're aware of it, I think there's kind of a sliding scale of it as it works with most things. Um, just as my, my perspective and from my experience. Yeah, there's definitely heard talk, I would say from both sides where it's, you don't want to get caught up in thinking <clears throat> it, it might even take away from your confidence. We're like, okay, only if I wear this pair of socks, I'm going to get hits today. And then like, what happens right. if you don't have those socks one day? What happens if 
Lutzi steals your socks to to mess around with you, is that going to affect you negatively? Like, you don't want to get too tied to your little superstitions. But then again, it's yes, it's something what what can put you in a good spot too, which gives you like some positive reinforcement in a highly competitive, failing world where you're competing against everybody and everyone. Yeah, which which also at some point maybe maybe not in this episode but I do think it's an interesting thing for listeners and for us to keep exploring is um the subtlety the line sort of like blurred line between superstition and routine um very different connotations I think for each of those and sometimes they can the actions and the spirit behind the actions can definitely there's it's like i said it's a blurred line it can something can look like a routine and it can be a superstition just based on the reason why you're doing it something can look like a superstition and it's actually part of a routine that's putting you in a nice place to be ready to compete and and perform at a level that you want to so you know it's it's subtle but i think it's an interesting thing that i wanted to sort of throw out there even if it's not for this conversation Uh uh cool well I'm going to ask you next. Did you have any superstitions, um, let's say, during bagging practice? Ooh, yeah. If you need to think about that one, I can I need to back. think about it. Let's move on. I, 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 let's, let's flip it. How about you? Okay. Um, during batting practice, superstition is tough. Yes, sometimes. Sometimes. I would, this can be tied to games and everything. I used to have like a hit stash. Um, I would rock my hit stash for, like I said, it's not just batting practice. It was more like for maybe two, three, four weeks. I would grow this big mustache because I was (laughs) believing in it. It would give me more hits. It would give me a little extra juice, usually towards like middle or end of the year where, you know, tough things get tougher, your body might be a little fatigued with this, and you just need some sort of positive reinforcement. And I think it worked. Um, It also, I remember it it bought you a lot of respect amongst peers and also a lot of old school dudes in the game. And because I felt like there was some sort of old school thing tied to a mustache in baseball. And then the last thing, what was cool, I know I'm getting away from batting practice, but even other teams, they would appreciate it. You know what I mean? When you walk up to the plate, the catcher would be like, yo, awesome stash, bro. I'd be like, yep, <laughs> thanks, bro. Like, Give me a couple of heaters. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, you wish. <laughs> nice. But, uh, you know, the, 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 I felt like a good mustache in baseball was appreciated, but I also called it the hit stash because my superstition thought, like, I, I, maybe I'll get some old school juice, you know, I, I needed more hits and I believed yep. in it. I think maybe also superstition is something like obviously you as a player, you believe in. So that already makes it a little more real and can help you out. Yeah. And that's where, that's where, again, what I was saying about the definition and how those connotations can be interesting. They just because something might not seem rational on the certain, like, it still does affect our mindset and just being aware of it, it does have an impact. And in that sense, 
I, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think that is a superstition that could also be partly a, a beneficial sort of thing, you know, growing a stash that feels nice. It's playful. It keeps things light. Um, and it's, it's just, it's really great. I mean, it's got hits in it. I, I fully believe that. And <laughs> I'd be interested, you know, let's get some analytics crew in to see what your batting average was when you had a stash. I'd be, I'd be interested. In, <laughs> oh yeah. You know, get, get the, get the proof for that feel somewhere. Um, but yeah, not needed. That's cool to, to answer your question. Actually part of it, and we'll try to do this one quick, but batting practice was actually where a superstition of mine that wasn't healthy and I don't condone and I've since um, kicked the habit and the, the addiction of it, but I, I did chew tobacco. Nice. Tap on the shoulder. Thank you. Yeah. And um, I did chew tobacco when I played baseball and it was, it's, you know, it was, it's an unhealthy, I, like I'm not proud of the choice, but I, I did it, you know, kind of. You're look talking cool about the hip dip. Tell the people yeah, about so, the hit dip. So here's here's the hit dip. It was basically I was really reaching. I, I didn't have anything. I was struggling in in short season A ball, like kind of rookie ball area. And I had a friend who who had hit juice. And, you know, and I thought that was cool, but I want to do my own thing. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to, I'll do, you know, I'll have hit dip. So I remember having one round of BP with hit dip and I started just calling it hit dip and then it was a certain flavor and kind. And, and I, I start, you know, I was working on things with the hitting coach and, and doing, doing my thing and actually working to try to improve. And then BP happened and I was like, Oh, that was a nice BP, you know? And, and, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's, you know, I'm making this hit dip up. So this, this brand was the contact dip. I was barreling things up, but I wasn't hitting homers. The next day I had a different flavor and, you know, I, I hit a couple homers again, working on stuff more in the, what the internet would call rational zone, but had a different flavor. And I was like, Ooh, that's my power dip. And basically I started blending. <laughs> I started blending. Yes. Yeah, so I started blending contact dip with power. Dip. So those two flavors. I one the next, you know, a couple of days after I would mix, I took a, a one tin and I would mix half of half of the contact dip flavor with half of the power dip flavor. I start mixing that up before the game, bring my one can of hit dip. I think I did some Sharpie, you know, on the can. So I made it and it said hit dip. It was like, it looked pro. It was pretty cool. And um, I, you know, brought that down to the field for the game and I blended it after BP. You know, I, I had a round, I was like, I needed a little more power. So I did a little more power dip and then went down to the field, you know, had the game and I started hitting rockets just everywhere rockets but it was funny because i came back in everybody's like "Ooh, dude you're you're right there nice and i felt it but i also wasn't getting hits i hit balls right at guys and i remember my roommate at the time was like he's like yeah man i think what it is is hitting's not just power and contact dude hitting like it's a little <laughs> bit of luck too he's like what's your luck dip and i was like i don't know that's a great point like, that's why of course that's why i'm not getting hit so i the next day, you know, I got a, a different, you know, another one, other flavor. And, <laughs> and I added that, that was the luck dip. So the next day BP, you know, I, 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 I hit BP. I saw what I was doing. I maybe hit a couple more homers, but I wasn't as consistent with my contact. So I was like, oh, I'll, I'll blend a little more contact dip in this one. So I, I did the blend, added some more contact for that day. And 
did a little hole in the middle, sprinkled the, the third flavor in, and that was my luck dip. And then that was that was the blend for that day. Put it in my helmet, cruised down, and uh, had the game. Got a couple knocks. Shocker. Like we said, man, not not healthy decisions to dip, period. Um, and then, you know, then I made it fun, which then, you know, adds another, like, little aspect to an unhealthy decision. And then started getting hits, man. And, and I connected it with the hit dip a little bit. And that was... And it went and I, I got hot and it was pretty funny because other play, you know, I started doing it and telling people about it. Some friends of mine would be like, Hey man, I need a hit dude. Let me get some hit dip. And I'd be like, absolutely go for it. And I give them, you know, I give them some hit dip and they get some knocks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to. Yeah. And, and, and they get some knocks. The funniest part is pitchers would ask for it. And I'd, and I'd say, Hey, like I'm all for giving you guys dip, but I'm, I'm telling you, this is scientifically proven to get hits. I don't know how this works with pitchers. So whatever happens is not my call. So I'd say that and people would kind of think it's funny and think it's not true. All it took was one or two guys to try it and then just get lit up and it happened to then people were like, okay, that is real. <laughs> and, and dude, it was over the course of like three seasons. I, I had, I had like, like the same tin and I'd blend it and, it was it was hit to spring training, you know, pitchers who tried it got lit. Hitters who tried it would get hits. And it, it was it was pretty cool. And um also, you know, again, not it was it was funny is I guess the better word for it. Cool is not the word for it. Um, but it was funny and again, not healthy, but what I think was interesting to me about it is it also did have something interesting to it where it was the first step in my career towards looking at BP as like looking at it for where I was at, not how I was going to do or how I was, um, uh-huh. which we talked about in a previous, you know, in a pre uh, in a previous episode. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I'd, I'd feel out what my BP was and then it was cool. I would blend the, you know, I blend that based on what it was. And eventually when I had stopped dipping, um, I, I still used the same process where I'd hit, I'd see where I was at. And then I just, I would be aware of that and I'd adjust what pitches I was looking for or, you know, some other part that was more tied to hitting, but there is a value to it, even though it wasn't healthy, not to the dip part, but to the superstition part because it was a bit of, it was like a first step towards routine. There are healthier ways to do it. Um, I also do think that it is important to recognize a little bit the, the value of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, I wanted to add one to it because it's a, it's a real one, but yeah, of course we don't like dip. We don't encourage anyone to do it. If you, if you're like a parent or a kid, like, yeah, stay away from it. Cause like, it's like a couple of things. I regret doing as well. I used to used to chew tobacco on it. It's not great. Like I said, you guys, everyone do their own choices. But Frank and I would give you our personal advice to stay away from it because it's yeah. I wish I would I say long term more negative than positive effects. Oh yeah. But I also and, want to tie it with yeah. another real story for for all the people which play baseball. I don't care for a living for fun. It's a Sometimes you might go out, you know what I mean? You might have a late night. You might enjoy a cold beverage. Might, you know, you might be celebrating a birthday. Next thing you know, you roll up to the field with a couple hours of sleep, a little dehydrated, 
and you go four for four, four for five, have an amazing day. Uh, what I wanted to teach you at that moment, with that particular night, because there's a chance you can have an amazing day at the plate or an amount or whatever, I don't even know. Don't use that as a superstition to be like, you know what, I'm going to have another late night today. You know what, I'm going to keep celebrating that birthday and uh, show up again dehydrated to the field next day. Because, like, it's, yeah, it's not great. Same as with the tobacco and stuff. Try to keep them to a minimum. But, yeah, don't use the, the try to stay away from the, what do you call yeah. it? The stations which can, like, impact your, yeah, I would say health, health and career in a negative yeah. way. Yeah. Little teaching yeah. moment. Little teacher moment, but we want to keep it real. I'm with you, and I think it's it, again. It's like the awareness. I think you brought it up at some point about the the routine. Like it's it's being aware of it and being aware of the balance of it, and and trying to set yourself up for healthy decisions. You know, yeah. And and also have you know patience with ourselves for making mistakes, and that's how we learn. But that's also like just like you can learn from a teammate making some mistakes. Um, hopefully people who are listening can learn from us and, you know, before making those decisions. Cause again, I, I started dipping cause I thought it was cool. Cause some players that I saw dipped and there's, again, there's just a lot of negatives that come with it. And I, and it was really hard to quit and I haven't dipped in seven or eight years, but it, it is really tough and it, it was really tough. And, um, yeah, yep, it's and, real and shit. It's, it's real shit. And, it's a, you know, and it's the same with the alcohol. Like it's it, in terms of what it, how it wears on your body and how people react in different ways to it. But you know, especially when we're doing an athletic sport, but it doesn't even matter. It's just it's it's important to be aware of and to try to learn from you know people who've experienced it again. Like that's it. And anything we want to get our advice from people which lived it. And the Don and the Frank are telling you, you know, keep it to a minimum, <laughs> but also we, we can't tell you what to do. So let's go back to our superstition with um, a defense. Let, let's yeah. uh, quick one. Did you have any yeah. superstition on defense? Oh, yeah. I would, I would kind of like – there was a little thing that I would do with my glove that's kind of in between every pitch. Like I kind of – play with it, flare it out a little bit, you know, and, and kind of do something sort of similar. And there were also parts that were superstition that I feel like were also routine in preparation. Like I, I, especially later in my career, I would look at, I would look at where our own defense was. I learned it was important on base running. So I'd like, I'd check, I'd check where all our guys were. I would kind of, you know, I would clean some dirt, check out where everybody was mess with my glove a little bit, maybe look into the stands and, you know, just kind of check out some of the fans and then, um, then kind of come back and be ready. But the glove thing I think was mostly of all of that, a super, the, the biggest superstition of that whole little routine deal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How about you? Uh, I know we talked about at some point, like, what do you call it with your, when you're walking around with your feet and you, you're trying to, fix every little hole over there because at first base there's a lot of base runners usually if your pitchers oh, yeah. aren't great or the, <laughs> no, there's a lot of traffic usually <laughs> and a lot of holes from both teams and uh, yeah I would just walk around the entire time trying to fix like every little digit uh, divot sorry 
and uh, which is impossible. But yeah, there there was a there was a the factor of okay, let's hopefully maybe save like a bad hop from happening if there's like another deep hole from someone sprinting around the corner. But then again, I don't know. It was something which kind of kept me busy in between pitches to just walk around, you know, try to tidy the field. Yeah. Otherwise, you, you kind of just stand there. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of time between pitches. Yeah, man. And that 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 kind of like that time between pitches is pretty powerful because that that's where a lot of things can happen depending on who the player is and who you, who we are. You know, like figuring out how you want to use those those seconds to prepare for that next pitch is is a pretty is is a powerful and important part of the game. And I think that the dirt thing that you were talking about is interesting to me about superstition because again, it, it's it's so much of it comes down to what you're doing it for. Because if you're doing it because you think you can't make a play, not doing it, maybe that sneaks into superstition zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you're cleaning the dirt and that's you know part of, partly setting yourself up, you know putting yourself in a, as good a position as you can to make a play. part of that is actually a healthy, cool setup. So it's like a a lot of it is sort of depend, like the words that we're using, it's a, it's a, it's a tough line. It's interesting, you know? Yeah. I got, sorry, I got one more before I forget it. The, um, cause you said hit juice earlier. Sorry. Your buddies had hit juice. Yeah. Um, we used to have hit do, so, yes, I used to love <laughs> the the sugary drink Mountain Dew, and another one. there was a time where we we would usually have like a little bottle in the dugout, and you know when you really needed it, you'd, you'd go see Big Al or somebody and be like, "Yo, like give me a little shot." So you'd have like a little shot of the hit Dew before you walk up to the plate, and that usually. But we also knew you can't use it all the time. You you were only kind of allowed to do it, and like I encourage people to do it when somebody is struggling. But it's uh, yeah, the hit do did wonders, wonders, nice. wonders. But the the cool thing was people wouldn't um, what do you call it like use it too much. You know, it was like a respect thing. Is yo, I, re- I really need a hit here. I really need a knock. You know, the last last two games been tough. And be like, hey man, have a yeah. shot. Have a shot of hit do. It'll get you right. It'll get you right. Nice. I also, um, there's something about what could be viewed as a superstition. Like you do something every time. Like I've, I remember, um, like Eric Davis would talk about it. He's like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna do whatever it is you do after you hit a homer or after you get a hit, like I want to, you know, are you going to do it? Are you going to do that when you strike out too? You know, kind of like, checking us on on why we were doing something if it was as appreciation thing or if it was um to try to get a result and and the people who like i think that's interesting where again it's like the spirit behind the thing um where like if you're doing something that is a way to respect the game and respect the situation and it is every time even if it might not again rationally connect with what the outcome could be it's still, it's got a value, 
you know, it's a bet. It, it, it's, it's feeding the game a little bit and feeding your relationship with the game, which I think is kind of interesting. It's like, you know, taking a batting glove on and off, like you can do something that doesn't really make that much of a difference. But if there's a spirit behind it, I remember Ken Revisa would talk about like, you could connect the idea of like, Oh, resetting by taking your batting gloves off, putting them back on. And, and so if there's a reason that you have for it and it is respectful to you, your relationship with the craft and the game, you know, respectful, healthy, all that, you know, call it what you want. It's, it's, it's up to you, you know, and um, there's something interesting about that to me where, you know, you want to realize that it's your work and, and you are a big part of what you're doing, but then there is also parts of it that we can't understand. We can't explain. We can't control that I think are um, powerful to respect, you know? Mm-hmm. Cool. Favorite superstition. Last thing. And then we'll, we'll call it. I, I want to hear what your favorite, like your most fun that you either you or someone else did that, that you liked that you thought was funny. Um, you throw yeah. me on the bus, man. I'm a, no, I'm a take Can I, can I ask you for yours? And then I have finish. I'm yeah. Gonna I have a, to the finish if that's okay. Yeah, that's cool. It's, it's a gross one. And it's, it was when I was young, it's my own. Yeah. And it's pretty gross from when I was younger. I, I think um, at some point in my career, I, I wore the same boxers, the same underwear to the field if I was playing well. So like, yeah. And, and it, it's not, it's not as, it's, like it's not as gross as it sounds because, uh, you know, we were clean, get into the field and then we would change clothes and then go get dirty and I'd shower and yeah, then put the clothes back on. So you, like, you tied that to your success. But I did tie, I was like, yeah, I'll wear these till I, till I, you know, have a tough one and then I'll change my boxer. So, um, I think that's kind of a, like looking back, it's, it's really fun. It's funny to me. It's, it's also kind of gross. So sorry to everybody who might've been negatively impacted by that, but, <laughs> uh, I'll give you a little one that might be tied to hitting because hitting was my favorite thing. Um, when I was young, uh, I mean, I think I set records on how many bets I broke. I, I used to crack <laughs> so many bets, even in BP. Like I was so, I felt like I had a little bit of raw power, but man, like I was not able to hit the barrel. <laughs> I was just <laughs> free swinger. So eventually I put these little, I put like a big smiley face on my barrel. And then, yeah. you know, like the sad X phase at the end of the bat and underneath my label to kind of remind myself, hey, if you hit the ball in the barrel, most times you smile. And if you hit the ball in the sad faces, you're probably going to get blown up and break your bats, which, which are expensive. So I kind of did that. <laughs> but awesome. Also, the, from my past, from my last year playing baseball, one of my superstitions, which thought would give me a little bit juice, even though you were on the other side coaching against me, um, yeah. I played one of your songs because, like, I don't know if it's just routine or superstition, but music is a big part of, I think, a lot of baseball players' journey or superstitions. You know, people have certain songs which get them locked in or walkout songs. Yeah. And I actually listen to your song before all the games which why i wanted to finish here because we always pop one of your songs on the end of this episode of our episodes and i would like to we might have even used it before 
but I will pop it again in this episode right here, number 16, I believe, yes. And it was one of my favorites called The Ants Go Marching. <laughs> Thanks, dude. That means a lot that to be, you know, to be part of that for you. Yeah, dude. I, I jammed it all the time. I remember, like, even when I'm putting my uni on, my phone be laying there. I remember teammates walking by, and they're like, man, what do you listen to? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, I have my headphones in, and I'm, like, just playing it off, like, leave me alone. And then they look at it, and they're like, the ants go marching. What's that? <laughs> and then I, I take my headphones off and just jam it for a little bit. And, you know, I get, get a couple guys going, and they're like, oh, man, it's good right. So, yeah, I want to put it at the end of this episode again. Maybe it will become someone else's pregame song one day or part of a superstition. If you got a tough game or a tough, tough week at the dish on the mount, jam some, the hands go marching, it'll help you out. Cool. All right, Don, well, thank you. That's a fun one. And um, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these themes come up in other episodes because this is a... Uh, is this it's a great one i like this uh this topic it's funny yeah yeah for sure man thanks for your time frankie yes sir talk soon okay see ya